0: Are you ready, Christine?
1: Sure am. Are you ready, Ma? Yes, I am. This is the story. We're going to start the story and end the story in California. Um, <clears throat> it didn't say exactly where, but, you know, South California, right? Southern California. Yeah, Southern. They filmed it in Simi Valley.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a fictional town. Ah, good.
1: <laughs> well, um... Yeah, thank God it's not going to happen to anybody real. <laughs> Strange and creepy happenings beset an average California family. Average? I mean, that was that was a above average uh, housing development. Um, there's a mom a dad, a teenager, an eight year old, and a five year old. When ghosts commune with them through the TV, nineteen eighty two's. Poltergeist, which is German for noisy ghost. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. You're welcome. I'm sure
0: the the Germans have a word for everything. I'm sure they have a word for the quiet ghost. <laughs> sure they do. Are you at particulars? Yes, please. Poltergeist. It came out June fourth, nineteen eighty-two. timing. hmm It's directed by Toby Hooper, who also did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Eaten Alive, and Crocodile. Nerd Alert, the British Film Institute, cited Hooper as one of the most influential horror filmmakers of all time.
1: Oh.
0: He worked very closely, and it's also going back and forth about who really directed the film, because the story... And it was produced by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And the screenplay was by Steven Spielberg, who also wrote Close Encounters of the Third Kind, AI, and the Fablemans, along with Michael Grias, who also wrote *March for Death, Cool World, and produced Great Balls of Fire, and Mark Victor, who also wrote *March for Death, Poltergeist 2, Colon, The Other Side, and... Um, something else, because I put marked for death twice. Ha ha. Okay. It is. So that was always a controversy and stuff going back and forth because Steven Spielberg at the time was not contractually able to direct this poltergeist because he was also directing a movie that would come out the following week in June of 82 called ET extraterrestrial.
1: Mm, it
0: was definitely his time. Mhm. So, but he was definitely on set and and was definitely um very hands-on, so much so that a lot of people are like, "Oh, Spielberg ghost directed the film." But even Spielberg when the movie came out did a whole open letter to Toby Hooper that was like, you not very many directors would um let me be so hands-on and you were such a, like they they just collaborated so great together and stuff. Hmm. And so I think that it kind of depends on like who you were, but Toby Hooper definitely was the director and Steven Spielberg definitely um, helped. And with movies, there's a lot of people that help. And, you know, a lot of people, it takes a lot of people to make movies and stuff. So I think it was great that the two of them, they never got into fights or anything. It was very, cordial and actually very collaborative. So really the whole, who do, who is the real director and stuff, that is, who can say? It doesn't matter because they both worked on it. You know what I mean? Correct. It's edited by Michael Kahn, who worked with Spielberg a lot. Um, he also did Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Goonies, to name a few. The music is by Jerry Goldsmith, who also did Chinatown, a patch of blue and alien to name a few. Mm. He did so many. Um, the director of photography is Matthew F. Leonetti, who also did Jumpin' Jack flash fast times at Ridgemont high and dead again, which we have not done. And I don't know if many people know this film, but it was with Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson. And I want to watch it again, because I remember really liking it. Oh, add it to the list. Starring Greg T. Nelson as Stephen Freeling. He was in Private Benjamin, Silkwood, All the Right Moves. Um, This was, he was actually in comedy. He was a comedy Mm -hmm. writer, and he was in Groundlings. And this was one of his big uh, breakthroughs. I knew him because he's coach. From the TV right. show Coach, but then he was also the voice of Mr. Incredible in the Pixar Incredibles movie. Oh, huh? Mm-hmm. We have Jo Beth Williams as Diane Freeling. She was in Kramer vs. Kramer, The Big Chill, and Stir Crazy. Um, same with Craig T. Nelson. Joe Beth, this was Jo Beth Williams' first, like, she was in other movies, but this was like her big, big breakout. We have Beatrice Strait, who was Dr. Martha Leash, credited as Dr. Leash. She was in Network, which we did, remember? Mm-hmm. She, and she actually won the Oscar for that. She like showed up for the small amount of screen time, came in, won the Oscar, dipped out. She was also in The Nun Story and Phone Call from a Stranger.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We have Richard Lawson. He was Dr. Ryan Mitchell. He was in Coming Home, How Stella Got Her Groove Back, Dynasty, and All My Children, which I'm sure that's where I knew him from. Yeah. Because I was like, who is this guy? I know this guy. <laughs> I kept saying. Yeah, he was Lucas on All My Children. Okay. But here's an awesome nerd alert. He was married to Tina Knowles from 2015 what? to 2023. That's right. He was the stepfather to Solange and Beyonce. Until this year, they got divorced? In July. She Damn. had enough.
2: Wow.
0: I know. Zelda Rubenstein as Tangina Barons. She was a short statured person of well four foot three. No, she she didn't qualify in like the medical qualifyings of
1: to I be a little person.
0: Yes. To be a little person. So she was considered a st- short statute person. Um, she was also in 16 candles, little witches and picket fences and nerd alert. Yeah. That's where we knew her from nerd alert in 1984. Well, before these words ever were uttered by the president of the United States, She was one of the first HIV AIDS activists and appeared in ads that were directed at gay men, and she would pay the price career-wise. She said, quote, I knew it was not the kind of disease that would stay in anybody's backyard. It would climb the fences and get over the fences into all our homes. It was not limited to one group of people. So she she had a friend who died of it, and she was like, no, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to talk about it which was more than we could say for our government. And we have Heather O'Rourke as Carol Ann Freeling. She was in Happy Days, Webster, and Poltergeist 2 and 3. Wow. Nerd her. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In 19- Carol Ann was the little one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The little blonde. In 1988, when she was 12 years old, she died of congenital stenosis of the intestines. Not so uh, Damn. Yeah,
2: I know what that is.
0: It's well, stenosis is a narrowing of the of a blood vessel or a tubular organ. Um it's the doctors thought that that was really weird because she had lacked any symptoms prior to the bowel defect. It was a birth defect. Oh.
1: Mhm. So it was a um, a bowel obstruction caused um, from an uh, inadequate blood supply when she was in the womb. Yeah. And so she had this, like, they, f- her nobody whole knew life.
0: And how would they know? But then she's like a kid. And it's kind of like when they. like you don't
2: know what you're supposed to feel like when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, it's it, like if you've always felt like that. Yeah. And even now, it's like when you can't don't have 20-20 vision, like you don't know what things are supposed to be like, then you put on glasses for the first time, you're like, oh, shit.
0: I felt so much taller the first time I had glasses. I don't know why, I was just like, my perspective of the world, I was like, I've grown a foot! My God! But also, I was going to say, even now, like, the doctors will ask, you know, are your... Are there any irregularities with your bowel movements? And I'm like, my bowel movements are all over the place. Are there any irregularities? Right. Yes, well exactly. I, it seems normal for me, but is that abnormal for anyone else? Right. Man. And then we have Dominique Dunn, who was Dana Freeling. She was in Diary of a Teenage Hitchhiker, Lou Grant, and Breaking Away when I was in here watching the movie and I saw Dominique Dunn come up, I was like, why do I know that name? So then when I was doing these nerd alerts, I found out that on October 30th, 1982, so the same year that this film came out, 22-year-old Dominique was strangled by her ex-boyfriend in her driveway, and she died five days later. He was arrested at the scene of the crime. This guy. When I was writing this, I was like, this piece of shit. Oh, my God. Like, I was just going in on him and stuff. But what he did is, def- is it, oh, I'll, I mean, I'll get into it, and we're all going to be very mad. But that was also 40 years ago, and all I can say is, That It it really made me think to myself because, you know, prison reform and all of that and how that was over 40 years ago. And if I want to walk the walk about, you know, like, what are prisons supposed to do? Are they supposed to rehabilitate people and, you know, fix, you know, you know what I mean? Be, like, humane Mm -hmm. and, like, set people up. I just hope that he got obviously the help that he needed and in those 40 years has been a productive and not a productive member of society and not a total piece of shit because everybody like just keep that in mind when I tell when I go through this because it's it's really hard but I was like well, you have to you have to walk the walk if you you know want to talk about prisons and what they're supposed to do so, this man had a history of getting physically violent and threatening Dominique before their breakup. He was a sous chef at a very fancy Hollywood restaurant. It was so fancy that it had an unlisted number. So, Ooh. it would keep mm-hmm. the... Riff-raff. Us, yeah, the riff-raff out of the establishment. Um, he had been physical with her before. He had ripped her hair out by its roots Ooh. and she had left and gone to her mother's house and he showed up at her mother's house banging on the door, you know, basically being a violent piece of shit. Um, he, Um She, right before her death, um, had shot uh, a guest appearance on the TV show Hill Street Blues, which was a huge show mm-hmm. in the 80s. And she showed up with bruises, visible bruising on her. And stuff. So it was not um, something that was a secret and stuff. And in fact, she broke up with him. She kicked him out. She changed the lock of her house. She did everything that she was supposed to do. And on that night, he came back to her place and she was like, no, go away. And there was a young actor that was there rehearsing lines with her as well. And she didn't let him in. She went outside and then the actor heard like a thud and stuff and looked and and called the police. And the police were like, we're out of the jurisdiction, which that's wild. Oh and then the young actor called a friend and was like, if, if I die and gave the name of them, like, he's the guy that killed me. Um, so yeah, so he was arrested. So at the trial, this guy's defense attorney requested, that the court lacked sufficient evidence to try his client on the first degree murder charge that they were seeking, which first degree murder is uh, predetermination, premeditated murder, um, because the defense attorney said that the premeditation was not established. It wasn't established because when this guy's ex-girlfriend, the prosecutors had her testify But she she didn't testify in the presence of a jury. And her testimony was to go, in fact, and say um, how she had been assaulted 10 times. She had been hospitalized twice by him. She had injuries that included a perforated eardrum, collapsed lung, and broken nose. And this man got so enraged in the courtroom that he jumped from his seat and ran towards the door leading to the judge's chamber. And he had to be subdued by two bailiffs and four armed guards and then handcuffed to his chair. And then he started to cry and then he apologized to the judge. Now, all of that, the jury did not witness. So the jury didn't hear about any of that Mm. until after they gave their verdict. So at that point the defense attorney said that the girlfriend's ex that the ex-girlfriend's testimony should be inadmissible because it was prejudicial. Um Yeah, think. <laughs> yeah, which I'm sorry but that was the whole point of her testimony yeah. was to show that she that this man had a history of yes. violence against women. Also what was deemed as presi- prejudicial was Dominique's mother and friends and family testimony of how this man was obsessed with her and violent and had a temper and would react in violence to things that shouldn't that you shouldn't act in violence like like this man had an anger problem which everyone saw well but not the jury when he just got up so enraged in all this so the judge who this guy. I don't know how he sleeps at night. The judge granted the request and ruled that the testimony of Dunn's mother, friends, and family and the ex-girlfriend was all hearsay. Hmm. Well, not the ex-girlfriend. That was deemed um, inadmissible because it was prejudicial. Uh But everything else was just hearsay. So um, the jury only heard about it after they had acquitted this man of second-degree murder but found him guilty of voluntary manslaughter. So he was sentenced to six years in prison and he served three years and 27 months. Jesus.
2: Three Mm -hmm. years and 27 months.
0: Yes. So that did not go over well with her family and her family, her father. Well, we'll get to that later, but her family, when he came out, he went back to Los Angeles and he went back to working at a restaurant and her family, who includes, she has a brother named Griffin Dunn, and you've seen him, you've seen his face. He's a producer and actor, and he's been in movies and stuff. Um, never like the big star, always kind of like the friend of the leading man or, or something like that. Um, but they uh, they handed out flyers in front of this guy's the restaurant that he was cooking that said, "Quote: The food you'll eat tonight was cooked by the hands that killed Dominique Dunn."
2: Hmm. His fa- or her father. That's like yeah. that movie. What was that movie? That movie where they all went um to that restaurant and it was like a fancy restaurant and then they all had to kill each other or something.
0: Oh yeah. It was with Ray Fines and the
1: and the oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, It's okay. not really like it,
2: but it's like they all ate it up. Like they would all eat it up there. Like, ooh, we're eating food cooked by a murderer. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm
0: something like that yeah but this was this was basically them and so this guy got he got his feelings real hurt that he was oh. being harassed because mm. he served his time and oh like they didn't like that they didn't like that he, they murdered that this man murdered their daughter and sister you know that, that he murdered her and that he only served three years and 27 months yeah I, that might be a typo. I know it. Twi- cause 27, 27 months 27 is 27
2: days. Cause that would be fun.
0: Yes. 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 Thank yes. you. Thank, I knew I was like, that's off. Um, for only three years, like that's like, what, what are you talking about? That that's unbelievable. So, um, Dominique's father hired a private investigator to follow the man about so that he could keep tabs because at one point in the nineties, a man reached out to the her father. Her father is also named Dominic, Dominic Dunn. A man reached out to him and was like, Hey, my daughter's engaged to this man. And is it the same guy? And so they like ran down the details and sure enough, it was the same man. Sure. And so, you know, that father was like, yo, no, we are not doing this. Right. So he eventually had to leave Los Angeles and move oh. somewhere else and chain. I hope that's sarcastic. Oh, and change his name. And the, I hope that he got the help that he needed and that he is no longer beating on women. Because if he is still beating on women, then you're just a piece of shit. But
1: I, it's. I'm sure in his three years and 27 days, he got reformed. Well, I'm just hoping that in the the, uh, the
0: harassment that he had to endure when he tried to come back to his life and live his life. Like nothing happened that, um, and then had to, you know, leave because he was being harassed and stuff. But anyway, the reason why I was like, wait, why does that name so familiar? So as as I mentioned, her father is named Dominic Dunn. He is a producer, writer and investigative journalist. And he wrote extensively about his daughter's case for Vanity Fair. And I started reading the article, but then it was just, it was, it's been a hard week for everyone. And I was just like, this is just too much. Um, but that's where I was like, that's why I know the name because I know him, Dominique Dunn, because he also covered among many other trials that he's covered, but specifically the OJ Simpson trial because, and it then it all fell into place and made sense because Nicole Brown Simpson was also a victim of uh, domestic violence that escalated, escalated and escalated. And so I was like, oh, that's why they kept going to him. And that's why he was so angry. And so just, just live it. And you could just, he had a palpable anger to him whenever you saw him about the travesty. And then realizing like, oh, that was his daughter. And then what had happened to his daughter. So that are, mm. those are the particulars. Mm. Yes.
1: Okay. The movie starts. As every TV evening used to end Ugh. with the playing of the star-spangled banner. Then it goes to static, the TV that's left on because you fall asleep. Yeah, it used to go on until...
0: It had to be... If it, it was like in the midnight in the 50s and 60s. And I think by the 80s, it was probably maybe one or two. Because I remember staying up until midnight to watch wrestling with my dad. So it... It had to be after that, but yeah, that was a thing. Like
1: TV wasn't on 24 hours yeah. back in right. the day. And if you went to a movie in a military on a military facility, they played the Star Spangled Banner at the beginning of the movie, and everybody was encouraged to stand up in respect for the Star Spangled Banner. Encouraged? It's a
0: military base. You're gonna get up, and you know what you're not gonna do? Say a goddamn word.
1: Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna be disrespectful. Not if you want to live through the movie. A dog is foraging for snacks as the family sleeps.
2: The so way dog... my heart skipped a beat every time I saw that damn dog on the. Ugh. Please don't kill the dog.
1: Good news. Yeah. The five year old daughter gets up and starts talking to the static on the TV. What? Could go wrong. Wow, a lot. So POC, I only saw dude from All My Children. This is Ryan. Yeah. But at least he had a, a part. I mean, he has a, a very integral part of the ghost. He was indeed. Yeah. And he, he wasn't bad to look at either. Mhm.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice Except job. He did so. Him and the other frickin' frock. Damn. <laughs> could have been better at their sleeping their on the damn job. But yeah. what are you going to do at, four at 3 in the morning? I mean... Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you could look at those monitors is what you could do. But well, that okay. would be so boring. boring. <laughs> Until it's not! Okay, cast? The only cast that I have
0: is just building a housing division on a cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> and then the inhabitants of the cemetery, though... I didn't go back and watch it, but I had the feeling that they had a distinctly European descent look. So it so it wasn't. I was like, oh wait a second, like it's in California. That was kind of weird, because they're in California and they're gonna they built the the housing development on a cemetery, but then they didn't move the bodies. They just moved Mm -hmm. the headstones. So I. Imagine that it was California and I just jumped to um, that it was indigenous people. Oh,
2: really? Yeah, I don't know. But also, it was in the 80s, so it could have been just like the early yeah, settlers. Yeah. Been, yeah, like it was or an it been a current them. graveyard yeah. that just mm-hmm. didn't, that guy didn't give a shit.
0: Yeah, right. So, just just the cast of. Of just like no, we don't care. We're just gonna. But I guess that's not really cast. It's more. Is that's more just like capitalism. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. exactly.
1: This is
2: a big capitalism. Just make,
1: make the money. hmm. Um, we're to nerd alerts, and I went into um the father of Dominique Dunn, Dominic Dunn, because I read his book. The two Mrs. Grenvilles, and was immediately oh. said, This is one of my favorite authors ever. What, what? is it? Fiction, mm-hmm. it's based on fact. Mm-hmm. So, these are my nerd alerts on Dominic Dunn. Um, he started out in Hollywood as a writer. Okay, my notes are in three different places. <laughs> um, and in, in And and a producer in Hollywood. And then he uh, fell into the whole Hollywood thing. In 1979, he left Hollywood because of his addictions. And he moved to Oregon, where he wrote The Two Mrs. Grenvilles, which is based on, well, it's called The Inconvenient Woman, about a banking heir who kills his wife. And um, so he had been successful in Hollywood, then addictions got him, he was on the outs in Hollywood. And then he moved to Oregon, started writing, and then his daughter got killed. And so then he was really on the wagon train of reality, taking reality and making it into uh, uh, fiction based on reality. Mm.
0: And he was also big into a big, huge victim rights advocate.
1: Very much so. Mm. And so he wrote, um, in 1984, he wrote for Vanity Fair, the um, article Aaron talked about, Justice, A Father's Account of His Daughter's Killer. And then he became, um, he wrote for Vanity Fair and bestselling novels on real events like... Uh, He was uh, involved in the O.J. Simpson trial, always in the first row of where the spectators could sit. Mm -hmm. And you always saw him, he had gray hair, and he always had the signature round black glasses. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wrote about Klaus von Bülow. I read the book um, where he was recounting the Michael Skakel um, situation, Uh, the guy who has been accused, not accused, accused, not accused of killing, uh, Martha Stewart, Mm-mm, Martha Loxley, the, uh, up in the, not the Hamptons, but, um, he is the nephew of Robert Kennedy's Ethel Kennedy. He was the nephew of Ethel Kennedy. Oh, the Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. And they said he got away with it because that was of in that. the
0: nineties with like it's, a golf club or something. Yeah.
1: That's still in the news. There was one about William Kennedy Smith. I don't remember that one. I think that's he, it. William well, Kennedy Smith. Michael Skakel was the one who they... who oh. uh, anyway, I read that book. I'm,
0: I'm, he, I'm getting my white guys who got accused know, of murdering
1: women. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> then well, we have these Nightmare on Elm Drive about the Menendez brothers. And um, so there was a documentary about his life called *Guilty Pleasure*, and then in 2008 there was another documentary about his life called *After the Party* because he was—he always partied with the big Hollywood people, Elizabeth Taylor and those people—and um, they said he was so he if he walked into a party he just attracted people, and um, he was a World War II vet. He had his family. He climbed and fell from Hollywood and came back as a writer. His books were really good. So that's why I knew him. The Two Mrs. Grindles was excellent. That was my nerd alert. Others? I just added that to my list to read. Yeah, it's good. If I ever get through my
2: fantasy fairy world I'm in now. Uh... Don't give me that look. I saw that. Why was she it just spitting? glared at me. She just spitting, <laughs> glared at me with the biggest it,
1: side eye. It was a side course, eye. But I wasn't glaring. I it was taking a sip of my drink. Escapism. Yeah, yeah you need escapism. I, so for
0: 1982, the top five films... Were number five was Porky's. I
1: don't oh, think I've ever
0: seen wow. Porky's.
1: Never oh, seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Rocky three. Never seen it. Number three was an Officer and a Gentleman.
2: Never seen it.
0: I've seen it. Number two was Tootsie. I have seen Tootsie. Oh, yeah. interesting. And number one was. E.T. the extraterrestrial. Oh, yeah. I loved E.T. Yeah, you still can't beat E.T. The Oscars, the best pictures were The Verdict, Tootsie, <gasps> Paul Newman. Uh huh. Tootsie, Missing, which I've never heard of, mm-hmm. and the win- uh, E.T. And then the winner was Gandhi. E.T. didn't. Oh, okay. Well, Gandhi. Gandhi.
1: You know, was- you know Gandhi. how the they do love a oh. historical fiction. <laughs> wow. Which one was that? Tommy or Adam? <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to go shake him.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: I'm gonna leave it in. Week one leave without Mac in. and this is. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we would have been hearing all this and time. His dad took it over. So we are still on Nerd Alerts, is that correct, Aaron Bush? Yes. Oh, you have more Nerd Alerts. Well, she just to more.
0: set up what was like, well, what was oh, the world okay. like in June oh, yeah. of 1982? I wasn't in it. I was, we were, and neither was Adam. Yeah, but I was. Two of us were. Um. Air Florida Flight 90 crashed into the 14th Street Bridge in Washington, Ah. D.C., and then into the Potomac River, killing 78 people. Several people jumped into the icy waters to save people, including Lenny Skutnik. And I went to high school with his son.
1: Yes, you did. And he didn't, yeah, he didn't, like, be, um called out for that like you know oh you're a hero he wanted to just stay under the radar but because there are a lot of
0: people like also helped out but he was like reagan's special guest at his state of the state of the union and that, like, now they call that the Lenny Skutnik when, like, at the State of the Union, they have, like, somebody oh, really? that, that was there. Yeah, but, like, I didn't know it until it was in high school. Mom was like, yeah, like, that guy's dad <laughs> jumped into the water and stuff. I was wow. like, what, really? 1982, the Falkland War start. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. the Falkland Islands, like, what are those? Well, they're an archipelago, 300 miles east of South America's southern Patagonian coast. Now, All right. that's the tip of South America, and it's governed by Chile and Argentina, and Argentina is closest to that side where the Falkland Islands are. And so in early 1982, an Argentine scrap metal workers slash marines, because <laughs> they were also there, but the story is, oh, it's a scrap metal boat and their workers but they were also marines they raised the flag the argentinian flag on the islands one of the islands there now what's the problem with that the problem is that the british claim the falkland islands as their own you know, mm. picture south america picture Yeah, easy and enough.
1: Those must be ours. Mm-hmm. The sun never set on the British Empire.
0: Yeah, so that did not go over well with the British Empire, and it what ended up happening was a 10-week war. Um, th- Like, a lot of people died in it, and, like, the British lost they s- More than one, you know, British big ship, including I believe, like, a nuclear submarine sank. Like, they... They did not... It was not a desert storm type boom, 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 and, and we out That's kind shocking of thing. All. Yeah, like, they took casualties and stuff. But in the end, it still ended up being a British overseas territory. And in 2013, in a sovereignty vote, the island overwhelmingly voted to remain a UK overseas territory. Which means they actually have an internal self-governance. Um, it's just that the UK sees... Is you, ha, takes responsibility for their defense and foreign affairs, so it's very you're just like, oh, look at that, the British. But it's important to point out at this time in Argentina's history, it was ruled by a brutal military dictatorship. Um, there's a term in Argentina, the Desaparecidos, and that refers to 10,000 disappeared. Because that's what desaparecidos mm. means, disappeared. Ten thousand people during that period of brutal military dictatorship disappeared. Now uh, those were people who were not down with the military dictatorship. They had what were called death flights, where they would just get boarded onto a plane and flown out over the ocean, and there you go. Oh my God. So, that's when they say like they disappeared ten thousand people, that's kind of what they did. So um after that war, it did bring about democratic elections to Argentina, but it is actually still an ongoing dispute between Argentina and the UK as to who controls the Falkland Islands.
2: Oh,
1: wow. Yes. Let that's us not it. forget that after WW two, many of the people known as Nazis did escape to South America and Argentina. Just saying that mindset was there.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's also a good point because of what we're gonna get into now, and what we actually go through all the time is that there's a difference between people who live of a country and that country's government, and what and the mm-hmm. and the things that the government that rules those people does in its name on all the different sides. Because also in 1982, Israel completes its withdrawal from the Sinai Peninsula in accordance with the Egypt-Israel Peace Treaty of 1979. And everyone lived happily ever after. Yeah. (sighs) No problems there anymore. No, but... Two days after this film comes out, on June 6, 1982, the Lebanon War begins. And that began when Israel, Israel, Israeli forces invaded southern Lebanon because the PLO had been attacking Israel, and it was now based there. And also, it's important to point out at that point, Lebanon was in the middle of a 15-year civil war. From 1975 to 1990, Lebanon was in a civil war. Um, And if there's one thing that terrorists love, it's they really like setting up headquarters in destabilized Uh countries. Mm -hmm. So it's just wild how things that happen like you look at what happens now, and then it's like you look at what happened when we're doing, you know, when this movie came out. It's kind of crazy. So. And just terrorism is bad, any
1: way you slice it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So did
1: you did you guys see the um opening of Saturday Night Live last night? Yeah, I thought it was excellent. Oh, um, I didn't see um, it again. Brought me to tears, but um, Pete Davidson hosted, and so he just started out with that he lost his dad to terrorists, and. What started to bring him out of it as much as he came out of it, I think a lot of his drug issues are still based on that, but was humor. And so he said he was going to go out and try to be funny, (laughs) which is sometimes a challenge for Pete Davidson. Uh, What? (laughs) But um, because that is something that is healing. And I thought that was Mm -hmm. an excellent way to start, start it. Because it's hard to come out and just try to do a stand up thing ha, ha, ha. when mm-hmm. so much shit is happening.
2: Yeah.
1: But also, I had to look up because it was after I watched. I was like, wait, how are they able
0: to do it? Because the actors are still on strike, but the SNL actors are on a different contract
1: then, uh, than the screen actors. The screen actors.
0: So they're on the uh. contract with the reality stars and um, that co- that contract. So I was like, oh, interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Those are the nerd alerts. They are indeed. Well, now we're to negative reheatables. I asked Poppy about this because uh, the two remote, the two TV remotes that two houses next door to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was that real? He said he doesn't remember it, but I'm going to. I mean, I know it must be, right? When we had walkie talkies, that could happen. Other people could come in on the walkie-talkies, but it must have been real in some places. I didn't look up when remotes came in, to be a thing. Did you see how big that remote was? <laughs> was that was spring. funny. Um, that stupid staircase in the middle of their house, what sense did that make? I had that, too, the layout of the house. It was so strange. So strange. Um, wait, I must have had more than that. Oh, okay. Stupid stare. Uh, it, some of the some of the goo was disgusting. As long as disgu- like the face thing. Yeah, exactly. Look, looks like he was like a meth head peeling at his yeah. face. Yeah.
2: TV it's sets stupid. occupied more than 95% of American households by 1969, 1970- but a decade later, so 1979, only 17% of TV households were using remote control.
1: Interesting. Mm. That became that 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 had a uh, ripple effect in a couple ways. Like, if you had a great eight o'clock show, chances were that person was going to stay on that station for the rest of the evening. So you really Mm -hmm. needed Ah, a great eight o'clock because because
0: also you had to have your your why your antenna your bunny ears set up to get that show so it wasn't like oh I had to physically get up and change the channel then you also had to change right. the antennas to get that channel probably have some
1: tin foil on them
0: yeah so depending on your if you were like oh man I gotta watch my show at 8 o'clock then you had the antenna all set up for 8 o'clock you didn't want to change the
1: antenna To you were just like alright what yeah. does NBC well, have after this exactly but well, that could have had had to do with the um the bulking up of America. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to get up to change the station. You could just sit there all night with a bag of potato chips. No, it wasn't that after- why you had kids? Hey, go change it.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, this is it's just funny just to think of these problems. Like uh the nineteen fifties manufacturers developed new remote controls to combat the annoyance of commercial interruptions and reclaim the living room as a multi-use space. The blab off, which is what they called it, they called it a remote control a blab off, mm. was allegedly inspired in 1953. It was allegedly inspired by advertisers' oral intrusions into the nuclear family. It's the advertiser's fault. Um, Laura Alburn explained in a personal recollection of her father's invention, the blab off was a response to the challenges of shared domestic space. There ought to be a way to shut off the blab without running over the TV. My mother griped, "It'll wake the kids."
0: Mm. Well, it's interesting though because TV though was invented as a filler between advertisements.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. You know, but nobody ever wanted to use the advertisements, or nobody ever want watch ads except during the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and I mean they were louder, way louder than the TV program. They still are. It still happens that way. Yeah. I will say though, I mean it
0: took a good what, how long have we been, like, 30 years for me to get tired of advertisements after those three years in Germany, where we had the worst advertisements ever, I was just like, oh my gosh, people would send us videotapes of of shows from the States, and they would, they thought they were being, like, awesome, they were like, oh, we cut out the ads, and we were like, no,
2: put the the commercials in, in. (laughs) we want the commercials,
1: it's true, it's true Um, okay other negative reheatables um I also had share remotes
2: uh I was still trying to look to see if it actually could happen oh this person said um, TV remotes are still commonly used. This type of remote operated by emitting a high-pitched sound tune to invoke certain functions on the receiver. It's indeed oh. possible this type of remote could have activated the neighbor's TV as the receivers are pretty sensitive to the point of other sources that were high-pitched sounds.
1: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And they they made a point of saying they both had the same kind of remote. So they would be uh, going with the same yeah. frequencies. That's
2: probably it. Okay. I just needed to know. Um,
1: hmm.
2: Oh, okay. Tweety was way too big to flush. Yes. Like, thank God she didn't go through. Thank God Carol Ann stepped then, because she would have yes, closed that, that toilet. Was not,
1: you could do that. with. But that
2: you know what? She was, was a young mom. She had what's her name? At 16. Yeah.
1: No, 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 no. They, they, I, I heard that oh. they qualified that. That, that, um, the what Dana was from a previous marriage.
2: Oh, from the dad. Joe
1: jo Beth Williams was the young second wife.
2: Uh, okay, oh, okay. Well, I missed that. Yeah, I missed that too. Cat calling when that when the older daughter was her name, Joe Beth, or that was the actress. Her
1: name? her name was uh, Dana in the movie. Dana,
2: yeah. When she went out and all the construction workers, she held her own though. But. Mm-hmm. Shit. I'll get into that later. Um, and then hotel keys.
0: Yeah. Like having
2: a key for a hotel, which little young me has never had a key for a hotel. Um But I this has come up when we were at the punk rock museum, I can't remember what who it was, but they had their the key, it was like somebody's key to their hotel room when they died, it was on display. Oh yeah, and then this came up, and yeah, that husband, just seems like an easy thing to lose because you have to remake a key, and now yeah. I never get back the, barely ever get back the key cards. Like
1: those are just for you to take, yeah, right? Because they change it. But your husband, in his youth, broke off a hotel key in the lock. Mm, what? Sure well, I don't remember oh, that. Before. Yeah, it was in Springfield. When we wow. fr- it must have been when we first got back from Germany before at that the hit. days in, <laughs> probably at the it wasn't a days in at it- Best Western, oh. it was it was next to the old Toys R Us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He broke it off. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <with> yeah. <laughs> and he did lose a key at Bethany Beach. He had a room key in his trunks and. That's in Davy Jones's locker now. Mm.
0: Also, being able to take the unplug the TV and move it outside like that does not yeah. happen now. Yeah. In
1: hotel
2: rooms. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, in Vegas, our TV didn't work, mm-hmm. and they did. They were. They like tried to just bring us a new remote. We we're like, no, the TV doesn't work. Like they would in the old days, they could have just rolled us up a new one. Exactly. Now they're so built into the walls. Mm -hmm. Because people would steal them. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Do you have any more negative reheatables? Um, No, those were mine. I have at the beginning the food that was just left out. Yeah, people used to... Like just the dad had the food that the dog was just eating on then there was all the food that was in and the kids rooms and that stuff. dog was eating good
1: yeah. mm-hmm. also being a
0: little picky he was because the dad had all that food left that he was just like no I just want this and this and this yeah Um, man I was just like oh no daddy's no what is the, no the, all the food gets put up put away that's that's when you're not big city living, having to deal with big city problems. Yeah, teach you that. Um, Robbie being scared of a tree, but not the creepiest clown ever. Just I
1: know. In the middle, but he of was af- he was afraid of the clown. That's why he put his jacket over it. Yeah, that's
0: yeah, yeah, but it seemed like he was more afraid of the tree than the creepy uh-huh. ass clown. And just man, that was a creepy ass clown. Uh-huh. Um, sending. Speaking of Robbie, he was eight years old. Sending an eight-year-old alone in a cab to his grandmother's house. Oh, I'm, uh-huh. I'm sorry. He wasn't alone. He had the dog yeah, with he does, him. But, but still, just did the cabby like. Well, and there's no cell phones or anything. It's just, yeah, you No kind of you there. There.
1: fine yeah. friends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I w- Speaking of horror and spooky season <laughs> on Netflix, I watched that uh, Jimmy Saville doc thing. You know, the British guy, he was the presenter, and they loved him over there. And he died in 2000. 2000- Eleven, And then they found out that he just, like, molested 500 p- just people. Kids, boys, girls, everybody of all ages. Like, for years that he was oh, wow. a knight. And he, it's just mind-boggling when you think that this man got away with all of the abuse. Oh, i sure like, it happens all the time. Yeah. And so I was just like, yeah, just go ahead. Put your 8-year-old son in the cab and... Hope he gets there. I guess, Grandma, will let us know. Hello.
1: Man. Better than staying in that house. With a tree that Which, tries to... Well,
0: I mean, yeah, because then my, my final negative of reheatable is after all of that, they still <laughs> slept in that house
2: another yeah. night. Oh, my God, yeah. Nice. I'm glad you included that, because holy shit. Really? Yes. yes. No. I had to go into the ether to get my daughter
0: and I come out with all this ectoplasm. I can't even explain anything that's going on. And then my husband's like, Oh, I got to go to the office. Um, and then we'll just pack it. No, Mm -mm. I am not. I, Mm -hmm. I am getting, uh, where's the cab. I'm going wherever Robbie went, wherever we Mm -hmm. sent Robbie. I don't
1: care. Are you kidding me? Okay, but positive reheatables. I mean, the dog. Come Ooh. on. Did, yeah, what yeah. was the dog's name? e Oh, okay. Nice. The cameras looked like Big Brother cameras, didn't they? When they showed the cameras before oh, yeah. turning around, I oh, thought, this true. is Big Brother. Yeah. Um, okay. Those are my positives. Oh.
2: Mine were... The game Clue.
1: That we was never the deck Clue. Clue. That was I used to play Clue when I was little. That was a fun game. That's one that Babs didn't throw in the fireplace. She probably didn't play it. So that's why it was still intact. Yeah, that was the second edition. Y'all were hating
2: yeah. on their house, but I liked it. They had a bunch of plants. Her bathroom looked great.
1: Yeah, but that mm-hmm. staircase in the middle of the of everything was ridiculous. I don't know. I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that Titi could make her appearance every morning yeah. as she comes yeah. out. To <laughs>
1: her Loretta
2: Young. Um, they were getting a pool. And yeah. my other one's the MVP, so I'm going to save it. Yeah, 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 good. Okay, mine is, I'm I'm shocked that Ma
0: did not mention this. The parents imbibing?
1: <laughs> I have it later. Holy. I have it later for something. Ooh, what?
0: Um, and then, I really thought it was cool, I mean, it's a reheatable because it stands up, but the scene where Diane's rolling around on this on the ceiling, you know, they they do that. They they create oh, yeah. uh, they create this the set and oh, yeah. the good. camera is attached to it, and then you know everything is bolted down and glued into place, and then it's a giant wheel, and so as it starts rotating, the camera's in the fixed position, so then gravity just does all of the work. And there was um, a nerd alert about that is how. They did it multiple times. And if you notice, she was only wearing a oversized T-shirt. So there was no place for padding. So she just oh, yeah. kept
2: getting did she like. break her back like in the exorcist?
0: <laughs> she didn't break her back, but she was getting all. She was like, my knees and elbows are all bloody. And Steven Spielberg was like, it's okay. We can just wipe off the blood. It won't show. And yeah. then-
2: <laughs> but also like, maybe they should be bloody.
0: Yeah, and, but then meanwhile, um, the the poor camera operator, because he was strapped in, so he had to go upside God. down. So oh, he God. would get off and just start puking, <laughs> just like, oh, I'm getting God. physically ill, because he had to be up there the whole time going around and around and stuff. Damn. So, But it, it works because it's so creepy
1: and freaky. So those are my positives. And that was after, because we did... Um... Exorcist. The last time we were together, and that was seventy something, mm-hmm. and the, the, they couldn't show the spider walk because the wires would show. Yeah, like this they were able to to do it. Well, okay. there were no. Yeah, because there, there were, were no wires. wires. Okay. Well, it's time for Teeny's TikTok corner.
2: I don't have one
1: this week. That's fine. So quotes. <clears throat> I would uh, okay. So I was watching, and I remembered. Oh, you better write down some quotes because they're here. Oh yeah, the classic, that's the famous yeah. one. Yeah, that's the first sign that you need to- get to the Holiday Inn now. It's not ancient tribal burial ground. It's just people. There you mm-hmm. go. Oh. So, oh, when he says to. Zelda Rubenstein. So, what side of the rainbow are we work in here? That was that was um, negative toward her stature.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't he, even get yeah, that. Yeah, no, he was because like, it was like a like a Lucky
0: Charms
2: kind of thing. No,
0: I yeah, felt like was calling it, her like you know, a
2: leprechaun, or uh, no, I felt yeah. like he was no, calling like Wizard her, of Oz. I'm sorry. Right,
1: Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The the little people who were in the Wizard Munchkins. of Oz. Oh yeah.
2: snap! Yeah, that was wow. a, that was a
1: very um
2: it's topical, uh, derogatory right?
1: toward people of smaller stature. Yeah. Yes.
0: Like basically, like in the parlance of the Wizard of Oz, calling her a munchkin. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh, exactly. The fact that you guys didn't pick up on it is good. That means I didn't pick up. I did. I didn't um, pick up that she was a person of short
0: stature. Like I just.
1: I did. I, I did. I don't
0: know. Yeah. And she, was and her,
1: she was just small. And yeah, her just, voice it didn't, lent itself to that as well. Mm-hmm.
0: I just thought that that's what that was just her thing. You know, just as I <laughs> look at me. I just it's been a week, people. A lot of things just didn't register. Well,
1: I did. <laughs> I'm I'm looking to see if no, I don't have that. And so she um was a later in life actress. Like she did oh. something else. She had a, a real profession. Ooh. And then she wanted to become an actress, so she left all that guaranteed income and went for it and so where she is at this point in the 80s is to get this great role wow that's that's a lot that's saying a lot for her um stick-to-itiveness or her persistence and then to be Compared to a Munchkin, it's just fucking rude. Yeah, it's just then, fucking
0: rude. And then all that you said, and then you know, two years later, to just be unwilling to throw it all away because he's like, "No, we need to talk about exactly. HIV and AIDS."
1: Because wow. she knows what it's like to be marginalized. Um. Okay. Wait. Where are we? Okay. The last one again with Miss Rubenstein. <laughs> You're right. You go. <laughs> <When> yeah. <laughs> she was going. off oh, go yeah. Into that the realm and. Uh, cause you've never been there before. And the mom goes, you've never been there. And she goes, you're right. You go. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. I forgot to write down any quotes. Yeah. I understand that. Cause
2: we're moving out that night.
0: Yeah. Uh, enough said. My my daughter is talking to the television static.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we're moving out or we're going to test it somewhere else to see if you're still weird somewhere else yeah and mm-hmm. if we are we're getting rid of you and if it's not we're moving getting rid of
1: the house mm-hmm. <laughs> getting ready. i'm sorry aaron if you were in that vortex uh uh, uh yeah the uh, second uh, the little uh, kids
0: uh, talk, to are you me.
1: kidding me ma you would have okay. been like you so know i would have been yeah
0: linda hamilton the one arm shotgun pump and you're like you know, why are you taking a shotgun into the
1: nether world? You even if even I just guns, and you're like, it's my kid. Even if I just fallen down a flight of steps, I would have been in that deck. You can't
0: tell me shit. Get out of my way. And you probably would have like said something you would have highly regretted, but you would have been heated in the moment to that woman because I would have
1: had to write an apology note on a hand. Crafted watercolor card.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I would, it, you just don't understand. That was my daughter. I just, I lost my mind. I'm sorry. W- things just came out of my mouth. Uh, the only other quote that I have is, "You son of a bitch, you left the body said you only move the headstones. You only
1: move the headstones." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're to LVP, and I have three. Three. <laughs> my first one is the clown. Now this is a double-edged sword for me because when I was little, I did have a toy clown. It it had a plastic clown face, and then it was like a satiny material for for his clown costume with a hat. I think and I know that clown. No, you never saw it because oh. listen to the rest of the story. Oh, mm-hmm. um, so my mother hated that clown, but I loved it. I didn't have a teddy bear at the time. I had a clown. I loved my clown. It didn't have a freaky face like that, but um and then one day I was walking home from school and the and the garbage was out and my clown was in the garbage. Uh-oh. And she thought the garbage would be picked up before I got home from school. Damn. Well, it was very traumatic because I couldn't get my clown out of the garbage. It was very traumatic. And that's when I got Fuzzy Wuzzy, who was a man. And Bitch oh, yeah. Coco We up. saw
2: pictures of that.
1: Exactly. We were going mm.
2: through stuff.
1: But that was a freaky clown that didn't need to be in any kid's bedroom. Yeah. But my second was... When Joe Beth Williams fell down the stairs, it was very (laughs) triggering, very triggering, (laughs) very (laughs) triggering. But my ultimate one was the end was too long. We didn't need it to be that long. It didn't need to be that long.
2: Really? You
1: you think it should have ended when she said the house is clean? (laughs) No, we could have gone on to that part, but the the goo didn't need to go on as long as the goo went on.
0: Oh, Mm. I see. Okay.
1: You know, like the goo. I didn't like the goo. I wasn't a fan of the goo.
0: Hmm. I don't understand how the, the goo... The, my problem with the goo is it makes me think of, like, physics, and I don't even know that much about physics, but I'm just like, I don't think that that's goo. Like, I don't understand how you would come back gooed up from this other place. It makes me wonder about those things. Like, yeah. the whole thing of ectoplasm, how like, I'm like I, don't, like, I don't think that's real. I don't understand how that would be.
1: Okay. I just knew that it was, I it was, I didn't like it.
2: My LVP was the mom. She was an awful mom. She uh, was like when, I mean, I loved her as an actress, but not that she was an awful mom, but she was just like, uh, when the, when Dana was out there getting cat called the mom, yeah.
1: And Diane she was, like, yeah, was just, like, watching out the
2: window, like, hee ha silly
1: boys. Like, She was they... a very loosey-goosey mom. Yeah, loosey
2: I, I read that
0: the, like, at first I was like, huh, what's going on? But then I read that as, which is, it's an indictment of us as a society, but I read that as her watching to see how she was going to deal with that, because she's going to have to deal with that the rest of her life. And that then she was proud of her daughter because she was like, like, okay, she she is prepared to be a woman in this Maybe. world. That was just my... Or she was the
2: stepmom, so she didn't give a shit. Which mm-hmm. at, the, at
0: the point, I didn't realize that she was... I just thought she was a young mom. I know. and then I didn't even when, think about that.
2: Okay, all this shit's happened. First of all, we're spending another night here. Yeah. Second of all... You're not sleeping all in the same room. Like, you're going to put those kids back in the room where all this happened, and you're going to be like, sorry, kids, mom's going to take a bath and dye her hair. Get out of (laughs) here. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: But I did love her. But she's my LVP for those reasons.
1: Understood. My LVP
0: is the motherfucking guy who came into the house spraying
1: beer everywhere.
2: Oh, yeah. That was the dad. That wasn't the dad. No, that was, was the, the friend of the friend dad. Friend
1: when they were watching football.
2: And he rode
0: his bike to get the 12-pack of beer, which respect, but then he spilled it, and then the beer was fizzing everywhere, and he just comes running running into my house? Spraying beer everywhere? Nah. Nah, B, nah. We ain't having that.
1: And we're just going to let those little motherfuckers up the road with their remote control cars? Ruined my day with no consequences? Well, they were just having fun playing
0: remote control cars. I wasn't mad at
2: them.
1: They purposely made his bike fall. They <laughs> well, did that on purpose. I... <laughs> no
0: consequences? There? Yeah, but I mean, that he was asking for it. I mean, uh, listen to me. Oh, my gosh. Blaming the victim. But it was kind of funny. That man on the BMX bike carrying the 12-pack. And he had it going on.
1: He had it going on. And
0: it wasn't in a box like it would be now, and so it would be very easy to tuck under the arm. It was in the the two-can, you know, the six-pack. The half carton. In the half carton, yeah. So it was flat, and I was like, oh, he's doing a pretty good job. But then the kids saw him, and it was like, the kids are good. I wouldn't have had the gumption to do such no, a thing. No, you would <laughs> not have. Your,
1: your brother would have thought of it and oh, actually executed would've. it. Yeah. It, somehow it would have been your fault. Totally would have been blamed on me. Okay, MVP. Moving. Yeah. 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 Get out of the house. Uh, but my MVP was Zelda Rubenstein. I really liked her.
2: My MVP was Ebaz.
1: Yeah. Yes, he was course. trying to
2: tell them from the beginning.
1: Yes, mm-hmm.
2: he was. He was like, this, look at this hole in the wall. Like, mm-hmm. this is an issue. Um, mm-hmm. He was just trying to let them know. And he just seemed like a good family dog. He was cleaning He's up after everybody. Yeah. Everybody, you know, making sure there was no food waste.
1: Yeah. He's he sure. left a lot of chips in the bed of that kid. Yeah. That, that was, was, he, was he doesn't
2: need to overindulge.
0: He knew his limits. Look at yeah. that.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know anything about that. Well, controversy time, my MVP was Diane the mom. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, let's go. Why? What the hell did
2: she, I mean, she did sit up with them.
0: Um, because she went, tied a rope around her waist and yes, went into another a a in world for her oh, daughter. Okay.
1: You're right. You're she right. Did, she did
0: do that, okay.
1: She did. <laughs> I'm she sorry. Did. And she also trusted her husband to pull her back out.
0: Yeah, she was just like, okay. And
1: see, I would trust my husband husband to pull me back out because I would have you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would be like, I have, I have secured the football. I have her. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. And he would tug me like that. Seems like the extra weight. <laughs> okay.
1: I didn't do a recasting.
0: I didn't either because they never sold their dice
1: two and three, right?
0: There was a, and there was in 2015, there was a reboot with Sam Rockwell, Rosemary DeWitt, Jane Addams, and Jared Harris. And the poster, no, 2015. Oh,
2: really?
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: And the poster is actually of the freaky ass clown. So. Oh, okay.
1: The clown was was still there.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's, like, the, the poster that I saw. So that's why I didn't do the recasting.
1: Well, if the clown, clown comes, comes back, I'm out. Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like if if it was, like, if we were doing... This is being stereotypical, but I just feel like it would go a lot different if it was a black family. You mm-hmm. know? just.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, we're hell out no. of there. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Ain't nobody helping them. We're to Tasties. So you brought up that Dominique Dunn was killed like a few months later by mm-hmm. her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. In October. Heather O'Rourke, at 12 years old, died of a bowel obstruction. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, um, you know, when Maybe you Maybe there bring, was a poltergeist. That's what I'm saying. And if you watch I never did these movies because I didn't want to bring that into my realm of consciousness. Oh, well, sorry. Mm. But it's sort of like a curse.
0: Well, there is a whole Wikipedia section. We did watch calls. it
2: last Saturday. so Yeah, yeah I did too. The Pulp so happened cursed.
0: Between the between the six years between the first and the third films, you know the the two youngest leads died and
1: yeah, it was foretelling. I mean, the mom fell down the steps. Had mm-hmm. I only watched it then? Mm. Okay, uh, so Robbie's terrors were um, Steven Spielberg's terrors when he was little. He was terrified oh. of the tree outside his window. And he was terrified oh. of clowns. Interesting. Hmm? Drew Barrymore auditioned for this. And Steven Spielberg liked her, but he felt like she wasn't an- angelic enough. <laughs> because she was went, already
0: smoking cigarettes in the back <laughs> lot.
1: <laughs> but he went, but do I have a movie that she will be great at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those were real skeletons in the swimming pool.
2: Yes. Oh my God! Really?
1: Yes. Yes. Because it was like cheap- they couldn't go to Walmart. It was cheaper to use real skeletons than and less complicated to get fake skeletons. Those were real Damn. skeletons. And Joe Beth,
0: jo Beth Williams didn't know about it until years later. She ran into one of the prop guys and she was like, Yo, you guys must, it must have taken so much work to make all those skeletons in the prop department. And he was like, What are you talking about? And she was like, All the skeletons, like, pu- like putting them together, they look so great. And you had to make so many of them. And he was like, we didn't make them. Those were real and she just got
1: chills and was you think? freaked out.
0: Yeah, now, she, she was right af-
1: she was afraid to go into that water because of all the electrical equipment around it. So Steven Spielberg Spielberg went into the water with her and he said, "If we fry, we fry together." Mm-hmm. And then she went, "Oh, okay." But she didn't know those were real skeletons. Damn. She didn't need to be afraid of the electrical stuff. She needed to be afraid of the fucking skeletons. And the, what is the
0: skeletons going to do? I mean,
1: but that's
0: freaky. It is freaky. But also um, the mud was made out of peat. And she said that after a day, it began to stink like
1: dog poop. Oh, wow. Oh. hmm Okay. Well, that's all disgusting. Um, the clown was, I don't, is there a still a planet Hollywood at Caesars in Las Vegas?
2: Planet Hollywood at Caesars?
1: Uh-huh.
2: Probably not. Aren't okay. they
1: making a planet Hollywood though? Like its own thing? Didn't somebody no, buy smart. something? It was hard rock. The clown was at the planet Hollywood at Caesars in Las Vegas.
2: Oh, yeah, I guess there still is. Oh, yeah. Planet Hollywood is yeah. Caesar's property. It's behind Miracle Mile. Not Miracle Mile. The shopping center. Oh, yeah. Oh, the weird UFO shopping center? No, the other oh. one that's all out of date.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. It would be out of date. Now, Mira- we- yeah,
2: Miracle Mile shops. Yeah. It's where Britney Spears performed. Oh behind Wait, the clown was there?
1: Oh interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Where? Just in like
1: a it's it like st- just said it was in Caesars and in, 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 in the planet Hollywood in one at, of the rooms. In, in, yeah. put
2: it put it down for
1: February.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so the bird coffin. Was that her stash box?
0: It was a cigar box.
1: I know. Her stash box was a cigar box. And the little girl says, oh, I don't like the way they smell.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's funny.
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think it was. Mm. Because none of them were smoking cigars at the time.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: When I was in elementary school, I always went to the drugstore and got a cigar box that would be my school supply box for the year. Yes, yeah, so Like cigar w- boxes used to be.
2: Yeah. Really, they, you would hold a lot of things in them.
1: A yeah. lot of things. They were there, they would last an entire year. Kids these days need plastic, but Wimps. we got nice cigar boxes.
0: I wonder if that happened when, and then they went out of style when Castro came into Cuba, and then they, they or did they still have a thing? I don't know. I'm just wondering. No, because she would, this was in the 80s, so. Hmm. Yeah, they still were. But then I guess with, I don't know. Interesting. I guess plastic now. It's just not plastic. Who cares? It'll be
1: fine. It'll be fine forever for the rest of your life. Okay, those were my taste I didn't have any. I just have a
0: couple more. So originally Steven Spielberg conceived this as a sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And Mm. that at one point he wanted Stephen King to co-write it. But Uh Stephen King said that he was on a ship crossing the Atlantic and he didn't get the message in
2: time. Mm. Stephen King was busy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm That, that
1: wouldn't sure come to terms. So I felt like Stephen King wanted more money than Steven Spielberg wanted to give him. Well, who knows what the real story is. But Toby Hooper, he
0: directed a Stephen King TV thing. I think it was maybe Salem's Lot. I could be mistaken. It was one of the, the Stephen King things that were on TV that he directed. And, um... That along with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that like that's what um, got him into the eyes of Steven Spielberg. And then when they were collaborating on the story, he kind of wanted to take it away from the supernatural and infuse it more with the ghost story kind of thing. Mm. Um, let's see. Um, we already said that it, it was nominated for three Academy Awards. So it was nominated for Best Original Score, Best Sound Effects Editing, and Best Visual Effects. And um, I had read a Vanity Fair article by Anthony Bresnican called What Really Happened During the Making of Poltergeist. And that was where I got the information about like the skeletons and how Stephen King wanted to write it. And also mm-hmm. this little tidbit about how... So the skeletons were real, but the weed was fake. It was actually oregano. Oh
1: it would have to be because it was illegal at that time. Yeah. And nobody did anything illegal. Yeah, but I'm sure it's completely
0: not illegal to have real skeletons in Right. You know?
1: Where did they come from?
0: Well, probably donated From science. So we could have been well no, because she was still alive at the time, but my your mom donated her body to science. So she did. You know, people probably Maybe
1: I should donate mine. I could be. I could be.
2: You could be the next dead movie star. I could.
1: (laughs) Very strong head cranial cavity it's got twice the diameter of a normal when i was having my head see the ct scan on my head i had to put my head in this mold and because of my hematoma it wouldn't fit oh no Okay, sure. It was because of the hematoma that it wouldn't fit. Okay. (laughs) I laughed so hard at the thought of it, but I couldn't laugh physically. Okay. (laughs) Were
0: they like, we need a big... We're all out of the extenders.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My God. Uh, I thought of you in that moment. Nice. Okay, well, this has been... Poltergeist. In it was. I enjoyed, enjoyed it.
0: I did not think it was because of all growing up, always hearing about poltergeist, poltergeist, and I'm not a scary movie person whatsoever. And when Wingo. I sat down and I saw. Steven Spielberg? And I saw yeah. a story by Steven Spielberg. I was like, what? And so Ma was very nervous when I had picked this movie. And then yesterday when she was like, "Um, oh, the watery eye emoji, I'm about to watch it. And I was like, it's not that scary.
1: And you're going to tell when you see the credits. Yeah. And I knew as soon as I saw Steven Spielberg, I was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was, okay. This one or
2: Exorcist, which one was more scary? There I was... It,
1: Actually, Steven Spielberg always has a jump moment where you, yeah. you jump, and there was one. I don't. I'm not sh- sure even where it was. It was the mom, and she was looking somewhere and she jumped, and I jumped with it. But oh, when was, the chairs were on the table. Yeah. No. No. Uh-oh. It was a different. Wrong. It wasn't that. It wasn't like oh my god, I can't watch this. I'm so scared now watching alien i did watch alien back in the day and i was watching it through the sleeve of my shirt like this really yeah but this neither of them scared me it was just the goo was so excessive in this one but um yeah i could watch both of them and i did enjoy this one i just felt that they really drew it out too long but other than that yeah
0: I would say, to answer your question, Tini, I think to me that The Exorcist is scarier because yeah. it goes into that whole, you know, that the whole realm of things of, um, like, the devil and, like, the, mm-hmm. the
1: idea
2: of, like, the devil possessing the you. The devil that, was out there to hurt you. These yeah. souls were just trapped.
1: Well these Oh, the well, there was a demon in this one. Yeah. yeah. And they can happen to real people. That's what freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's always like th- th- there's I saw last night on The CAC, the Peacock, that this like this actually seemed really scary to me. John Carpenter has this series, but it's based on true life events yeah. like true I'm crime things that. and that seems like but then that's also in my wheelhouse so it's weird because i'm i'm guessing i'm, I'm reassessing what the definition of horror is if it's like mm-hmm. gory and stuff because mm-hmm. to me like like real horror is you know people like jimmy seville that that's out there and like mm-hmm. you know like the true crime things the things that really happen and that the The real evil that we do as humans, I mean, look at what's happening in the world with just innocent people being slaughtered and people just laughing. It's wild. Like, that to me is, that's mm-hmm.
1: horror. Right. So neither of these was scarier than the other to me. Just okay. the thought of this can really happen to just ordinary people.
2: Well, I feel like we did a good job of, like, last October, we did monster movies. This October, mm-hmm. we did some classics, horror movies. hmm Maybe next October, we'll bring out the real big guns. Like okay. Friday
0: the 13th.
1: See, yeah, okay, okay. The well, Conjuring. we are going to do a classic movie next week as well. All right. From 1974. Mm. It, it's runtime is an hour and 46 minutes. You're welcome. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. 1974. Okay. It was nominated for two Oscars.
0: Okay.
1: Is it, it a musical? Wa- uh, it could be added. That could be an added uh, little thing in it.
2: Hmm. Hairspray.
1: There are no. a few musical numbers in it, but I'm keeping with the theme of Halloween.
0: Halloween.
1: Um we can watch it on Max, I think Prime and it might even be on Hulu. Mm. Mm.
0: 74 a few Oscar nominations.
1: Halloween.
2: Halloween.
1: And musical
2: numbers. But a few. But a few.
1: More hints please. Yeah. Have I seen well, it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was 1974, honey. No. no yeah, but like
0: you know, I don't
1: know. What if you she you
0: mean, mentioned? She's I, like, I have seen that.
1: You might have. You might have. Because I wanted to
0: go with. Like, yeah, she did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I dumb, have seen, you it, before. seen, I seen have it before. I have seen it before. Probably in 74. It's
2: it's Halloweeny.
1: Well, it's the genre. The genre? of Who's in it? More genre of last year's monster type movie. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We already did. Now, there are some some smaller parts. Gene Hackman is actually in this movie. Hmm. Okay. That's not going to be a hint at all to you because he must have a – I don't remember him at all. Oh
0: my my mind is so scrambled because I I like done all of his the movies I remember like right like looking at all the movies
1: that he's done. <sighs> Who else? Okay, also Cloris Leachman is in this.
0: Like Nashville, but <laughs> that's Pete, way longer.
1: Peter Boyle is Peter in this. Boyle. Okay, so Madeline Kahn. Oh,
0: well. wait, best little whorehouse in Texas?
1: As well as Gene Wilder. Oh, Frank in, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Oh, uh, that's fun. Frankenstein, we have a comedy musical horror movie. Oh, so, I
2: like that. Yeah,
1: this is
0: a fun movie. Cause this is a Mel Brooks production. This fiction. is a Mel
2: Brooks motherfucker. Well, that'll be fun to watch. That it be be. it Give us will be. It will
1: be. Bring us a little bit of levity in this time of tumult sad- sadness and tumult. Right. Well, listeners, we hope you enjoyed this poltergeist noise. Oh, are we going to,
2: this was, like, okay.
1: say it. So we are going to dedicate this episode to our dear Mac. Another you noisy ghost. You didn't hear the ticky-tacky, ticky-tacky of his steps because he's in heaven licking Chandler's face. You and didn't they are hear him re- regurgitating any water. <laughs> they are reunited again, and that is good. After 17 years. There is no
0: death. There is only transition to a different sphere of consciousness. That was a quote from this. I forgot to read it. but
1: I like that.
2: I like that. And if Matt comes out of the closet full of sludge, I'll (laughs) gladly go in there with him. Yes, exactly.
1: As will I. (laughs) Me too. Tie the (laughs) rope around me. We'll go in and get him and pull him back out. (laughs) So he can. It and lick it back up. <laughs> <love him. laughs> yeah, he would have had that closet clean. <laughs>
2: <If laughs> Licking up that sludge until there was nothing left. No food left.
0: Mm-mm. Maybe, maybe he met Sparky. Cause you know Sparky wouldn't have left anything.
1: No food those, would have been left behind. Those potato chips left in Robbie's bed.
2: No, there will not
1: That would be a a layer of slime left on the sheet. I walked over to
2: Tommy's bowl today and there were like, three little morsels left after he had eaten. I was like, "Well, (laughs) Yeah. Wow. He went back to it like 30 minutes later. Wow. And he went, oh my God, there's food left? Like, oh shit.
0: So I guess the new game is whenever my brother starts snoring and you have to drink.
2: Yeah, well, you have been slugging a whole year from here.
1: Listeners, we hope you enjoyed this, our dedication to Mac. And we will be back next week. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Oh, <laughs> hopefully. Oh, <laughs> Depending on what happens at the eye doctor on Wednesday. <gasps> Bye. 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 <laughs>